You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season nine, episode twenty-two. Uh, I'm John, and uh, today I'm joined by Chris. Oh. Right. Aye, no words. Looking forward um, to it. It's likely to be a busy podcast. What's a different species to talk about? Yeah. Um, it's just the two of us, as uh, Dr. Evil said, or Will Smith. <laughs> but, yeah, good John can't make it because he's buzzing or something like that, buzzing on glue. Is that what I it is? Thought, I thought it was a interview Neil Doncaster. Oh. Donald Duck, was it? Met someone. Somewhat. He did mention something. He, he mentioned something to me about having a Woody, but I didn't want to go into that. I was like, <laughs> steady on. Uh, but I, no, oh. he can't make it because he's, he's, uh, he's elsewhere. He's probably elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I thought it was Neil Doncaster because he said something about Mickey Mouse. So, yeah. head of the Mickey Mouse League. Mickey Mouse would be a better job. Probably, aye. Eh? Better haircut, no? Is that? He's got a better haircut as well. Aye, better haircut than me as well, but that's not saying much. <laughs> um, so I fair bit to talk about. Um, so we're going to crack on. Go back to last midweek. Um, right. For people that listen to the podcast regularly, um, you'll know I can have for Talbot as well as a sport Aberdeen. So last Wednesday, didn't manage to get to the game um, due to work and stuff like that. Uh, by all accounts, because I've seen the highlights and from talking to my father-in-law and son, uh, our both were kind of just a better team. Um, they they kind of showed why they're kind of in the championship and done so well this season um, to add as well. So I think, again, could run for Talbot in terms of the teams they beat because every, every round in the official um, the official rounds, they drew the best team each round, probably. I mean, they drew Kelty, um, who were probably, the, I would say, the best team in that round. Then Andrew Cove, who I would say again were probably the best team in that round. Um, and then our both were probably the top seeded team as well going by this season. So, again, fantastic effort from Talbot. More money going towards the club as well, which will help more, more occasions um, like this happen again in future. Again, we've talked before about this pyramid thing. I read that, you read that much about it. Um, I have heard that it could happen now as early as that season. Because um, right. usually for the fixtures in the juniors, they're not they're not put out that much in advance. However, there's a new guy took over last season. He's been a lot better. Whereas there's an actual plan. You can kind of plan ahead a wee bit. So at the weekend there, he actually announced the fixtures to the end of the season. Now it will be dependent on cup competitions because it replays the weather and different oh. things like that as well. Yeah, about 15 cup uh, competitions at Talbot 21. There's about 15 different competitions at Talbot 21. Uh, I mean, compete in. Aye, I mean, there's one. Um, Talbot played eight games in the, eight games in the league just now, um, which is about half of some of our teams, so they've got a fair bit of catching up to do. Um, there's obviously the Junior Cup, there's the Esther Scotland Cup, there's the Evening Times Cup, which is almost like a kind of, it's almost like a Champions League type tournament for the juniors which usually is played at the end of the season but it's getting thrown in it I think I, can't, I think it's maybe earlier next year 
just an argument that probably could be done with not being played. However, it's probably good sponsorship. And that's the thing with most of the cops are pretty well sponsored um, at junior level. So, aye, from the, the, the potential is that, yeah, this pyramid thing is going to maybe happen next year. Um, a wee bit more. It's obviously started already. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the, the teams from the West, the uh, juniors maybe going into it. But again, as we've discussed before, it, it doesn't give much notice for teams to want to maybe be involved with, or maybe they know a wee bit more than they're letting on. Um, possible. Which is, which is possible. Um, and I think it would be unfair to kind of divulge any information you've heard, kind of maybe internally from clubs as well and stuff like that. But I was talking before about Clyde Bank. We mentioned last year about Clyde Bank. Right. And they were even talking about going to East of Scotland League. Because remember the East teams, they've been a wee bit more, what do you want to say, proactive. They've been a bit more keen, certainly, to want to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, which we've seen by the likes of like, Kelty, Bonnie Dig, Monmouth, these types of teams who were kind of junior teams and have now gone into the Lowland League set up and done really well. Um, so yeah, there's talk that there could even be like a, uh, almost like a a pyramid playoff to get into the Lowland League. Um, right. So I don't know what that would consist of, whether it would be a team from the West playing a team from the East or what. I'm not quite sure because I, I think even the, the Junior Association and the probably those above maybe don't even know what's going on. Watch the space yeah. again. But it's, it's been it's that lot. It's been that lot. But we've been talking about this for maybe two or three seasons. Um, when it was ah, yeah. well, we've been talking about up. it. It's been kind of the east of Scotland teams have been more the more keen than the west of Scotland yeah. teams. That's probably why they're ahead of them. Because I mean, even what like Talbot themselves haven't really been that keen and and uh, to do with ultimately advancing into the the kind of senior game. Yeah, um, but it, it sounds like it's more There's no much choice at this point. Um, but it would be interesting to see. Uh, I think obviously Talbot's uh, the name that, that stands out because of their, their recent sort of winning the, the Scottish Cup. They're the name that people see, and obviously they turn up BBC as well. But yeah. um, Clyde Bank would be the other one, obvious one, because Clyde Bank's a different kind of uh, story because that, the, the current Clyde Bank performed and after the demise of the, the one that was in the senior leagues. Um, I said demise. Airdrie bought them. Aye. Uh, they, so they, they, they they so they think they're above the juniors, which is, is what you get um, and you hear a lot of the time. Which that's what it is. But if you think in terms of how well the, the teams from the East um, have done in this lowland league, now the West junior side of the game is stronger than the East side. Yes. So if you go like a Talbot, um, some recall winning of a meadow how for the, the likes of these teams potentially um, they would be up there as well at the kind of top of the, the lower league it just depends how many go in at one time as well I mean did they make, would they make the lower league a bigger the lower league bigger even um, which is a possibility I, I don't know um, we'll see what happens but, um, a couple of I also played in the junior cup at the weekend back to normal business um, a tough tie against Ross Fail, who are a junior team that's only been in existence for I think, about eight years. Um, tricky first half that Tamar went through with kind of a couple of goals in the second half from the Wilson brothers, which are famous from the if you remember the the Hearts game last season. Yep. When they were uh, getting interviewed and they were a bit worse for me, a bit of a good banner. <laughs> yeah, good to be back to the kind of normal action and it's a big game. I mentioned Kill winning there, top of the league just now. 
um, in the West Juniors and Talbot playing him at home on Saturday. Um, and at the moment, it's... How many games have they played in the league? 22 points behind. Uh, eight games in hand. So, uh, right, I should have played 16. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> So if you look at that, then yeah, I mean a big game anyway. I mean it's not you're not going to decide things now anyway. Um, so I had the same situation last year with when Hillford were kind of doing so well, but ideally I would say Talbot would want to get the one. They always do anyway, but yeah, big game. And Kawhi have done really well this season. They've like, surprised people because they they kind of rejigged their team. They moved as well. They moved Park. Um, so there's been a wee bit of a... Some of the fans have not been happy because they've moved away from where they could just traditionally play in that. But I dare say, if they kind of keep doing well and getting the results, then some of these fans will be enticed to go back. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed they do, because you want as many folk going to the games as well. Definitely. Aye, so um, that was disappointing for Talbot. Up. Aye, it was disappointing for Talbot on Wednesday night. Uh, the night before, there was a few games in the league. Uh, Hibs were making up their game from the the League Cup semi-final they were away to Paisley played St Martin. I didn't see the highlights of this game unfortunately uh, I know they were 2-0 up um, Dodge scoring in, in his third game in a row and then Marlon for the penalty spot uh, St Martin's goal came in what, the 93rd minute or something so, um, but too little too late for them um, in the Championship it was about as good as perfect this was week got a 1-1 draw at home to uh, and then there was no goals in either game in League One. Uh, East Fife, Clyde, and Wraith Rovers 4. Yeah, um, thank God, bad. Sorry. Go back to the Ebbs, St. Mirren game. St. Mirren keep on getting a lot of plaudits in terms of the way they're, they're playing, but. Um, no getting the results. No getting the sure results. It's, still needs to add a bit more up, up top. Because I think defensively, they're, they're not so bad. They're, they're, they're not as bad defensively as the other teams, I think, down at the bottom. Uh, yeah. But it's. I mean, it's certainly. That wee bit extra. Yeah, and from the report I was reading, they had chances in this game as well. It was the chances at 0 0, the chances at 1 0, um, just didn't take any of them. And by the time they did take their chance, it was injury time and we were 2 0 down. Yeah. So, um, I don't think it was much different at the weekend either. Um, again, it nope. was another another 2 1 defeat. Uh, they did obviously equalise, but um, I think they had chances, but ultimately again, didn't take any of them, really. Yeah, I mean, aye. I mean, we could just mention that game in a little bit round about way, but I certainly when they they got the equaliser, um, they had a few chances to go ahead, and then kind of later on, moving it's two one, the penalty, which yeah. potentially yeah, Joe Lewis should have been sent off. I think the the law though, the new law means that is why he never gets sent off. I think I thought well, it was that, a bit different for the keeper though. No, that this is what this this discussion in sports scene that. The new law says if you make a genuine attempt to get the ball, you would only get booked for it. So, yeah. to me, it looks like Joe Lewis doesn't make any attempt to get the ball because the ball's away. So I think he doesn't make an attempt. I think he gets caught out maybe uh, by them. I don't know whether the move. I don't know. But aye, I, I, I would have. I'd have probably been shouting for the other end. I think. Aye, and <laughs> Joe Lewis's defence, you would definitely say you were trying to get the ball and just made a mess of it. But yeah. it doesn't really look like he did. I think the ball was well passed by the time he did attempted it. So, I I can see why they're saying red card. I can see why it be a yellow card. I think the decision should have been a red card. But um, yeah. ultimately, it was a yellow card that was given, and he was there to save the penalty, and it got him the uh, Aberdeen three points. Yeah, 
Yeah, he made the double save. I mean, he saves a penalty and then he saves a rebound yeah. as well. So, yeah. yeah. Crucial. I mean, it, McInnes mentioned it himself in terms of how important John Lewis is. I think if you probably looked at all, all McInnes' signings, Lewis is probably part of the pun number one. Um, <laughs> Cosgrove might end up overtaking it. Um, but it could have been another potential because Cosgrove could, could go for decent money. Um Though there was a talk as well about how important the likes of Morelos as to Rangers, Edward as to Celtic, and Cosgrove is maybe even potentially even more important to Aberdeen than what these players are to Rangers and Celtic. Well, so Rangers you would have to fall. Um, Celtic, I dare say. Celtic are doing pretty well without Edward the last couple of games. Top scorer, Forrest. Look at that many people that are scoring goals. Aberdeen don't Aye. have that. Um, Aye, that's true. Um, I mean, McGinn obviously got the winner in this game. But, um, yeah. He hasn't been scoring too many. They've had a dreadful miss the other week. Aye. Yeah, Exchange formation as well. Yeah. 4-2-1. Don't really understand why we did that against St. Mirren. Um, I don't understand us playing three at the back any time anyway because it's... I don't, I don't really think it's ever really worked out. Um, I hope it's not a, a, a preview to what we're going to do against Rangers because... I, I mean, to mind you, the Rangers game, which... Obviously tomorrow, we're running this Tuesday. Uh, Rangers have been that good this season in terms of breaking teams down. Whereas last season, that's something they did struggle. If teams sat in, and then we did that a couple of times, they, they did struggle. And there's other teams as well Rangers struggled against. This team, though, the Rangers team, I think they've, they've evolved, certainly. They're more capable of breaking teams down. They've got a bit more width, a bit more inventiveness. Morelos is obviously in the form of his life. Um, players have improved as well. And Gerard's getting the best out of the players, and they've Likes of Brian Jack. I mean, Brian Jack's a completely different midfielder to what he was when he was at Aberdeen when he, when he first started out at Rangers. Um, Kent back in the team that's looking pretty sharp. Defensively, Rangers are looking better. However, Aberdeen were on its own beating in November, which probably is a surprise, well, I, maybe. Well, but they drop points in games that you wouldn't expect them to drop points. Aye, and then it's still like three losses. Well, yeah, that's the crucial part is the, the those three losses. One was against Rangers where you get hammered. One was against yeah. Celtic where you get hammered. Um, it's going to be a, a big improvement against Rangers. Aye. So, but if Aberdeen can get back, maybe to make it make it difficult and awkward to play, the thing is not giving too much respect. It's trying to get the balance right. We've spoken about this many times as well when Aberdeen do play against Rangers. Celtic. You can't just go gun hole follow attack but you need to kind of keep them honest you can't just mm-hmm. sit back and just hope for the one nil result you've got to at times show that you've got a bit of kind of something going forward and give give the opposition something to kind of think about especially at home as well i mean a tweet game under the lights these are the types of games where fans go that maybe don't go all the time and to try and get them back more regularly it's a big game you want them that they need to win to encourage that or Putting a performance get us out. So, I don't know. Maybe Rangers won that in the cup final. Maybe rotate a wee bit, but they've been pretty good at rotating this team this season anyway. Yeah. Um, and they can they can leave out Manelas and bring in someone that's got double figures as well. Other places. I mean, like Arfield. has been really well, well in the season. Mm-hmm. He, he's been kind of out of the team due to some personal circumstances recently. Just been on the bench, but he's got nice all you okay. The midfield's doing really well as well. And you've got Animal again. He started the season really well. He can't get a game just now. He's coming off the bench. Yeah. These guys are wanting to kind of... They're coming off the bench making an impact. Yeah. 
or when they do get a chance, they're pushing to try and get in the, the, the first 11. I think probably Gerard's getting a better idea of probably what his first 11 is now. Um, so, I don't know, see what happens. Right. Um, so, that's one of the games we started we've talked about. We'll come back to the the other midweek action later on. Um, we mentioned Hibs picking up the win in Paisley on Tuesday night. They went on on Saturday and uh, blew up because they were 2 0 up. Um, <laughs> I don't know how Doyle just managed to outjump the goalkeeper, but <laughs> for a guy who couldn't score um, earlier yeah. in the season, he's now put, this is the fourth game in a row he scored. Um, he's the first player to do that this season in the Premiership. Um, but the goals he's scoring are pretty bizarre at times. There was one that I thought was probably a Gallagher own goal, to be honest, against Aye, Yeah. Um, this one. I have, I, 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 honestly, I, there's no doubt that it's not a foul on the goalkeeper, so I really don't know how on earth he's out jumped him. Um, it's not one of the keepers that he's like six foot when he jumps, or when, when he's standing he still, it. and then Steve Fat too, and he's, aye, pretty much. Aye, it was pretty poor. Um, he, did, he, he, he had a good couple of saves later on in the game, but he's trying to make up for the calamity of this. That should have been his ball, easily, and I've don't understand yeah. how it hasn't been. Um, and then um, Hibs went 2-0 up because uh, Naismith scored his first goal for Hibs with a cracking finish um, for a Carlos Alberto-type goal. Yeah. That's what it reminded um, me of. Maybe not to that standard, but the, the right I know back. What you, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, good shoot for Pickett out. Good player, Naismith. Yes, I think I, that went I, under the radar. That signing went under the radar a wee bit. But remember at Ross County, was, the last season he was there, he was tr- tremendous. Um. So I think that's a really good signing by Hibs. Yeah, I think that's a feature under uh, Jack Ross as he wants his full-backs to be yeah. pushing for because they're playing that diamond in midfield. Yeah, that's, that's the word. that is where the word comes from. Um, and then light on the burden on Horgan and Boyle to give the word and it's against yeah. tiring defence. So working pretty well so far. More or less, aye. But um, I mean, the, the, the weird thing from this game for me was Hibs were 2-0 up. And it wasn't until after they went to an up that actually Hibs made their first save in this game. Um, and despite that, they still managed to somehow throw it away. Um, because the the first commander goal comes from the corner. Um, Dodge did manage to block the initial shot, but Bruce put it in the water net. And then um, it reminded me quite a bit of the, the St. Johnson game at Easter Road a few weeks ago. Um, where they were... They, they didn't clear their lines properly and it cost them because we're pretty much the last kick of the ball to uh, Fabro put a ball in it. Um, so that went a 2 2 draw. Um, it's not like Hibs even had chances to, to kill this off at 2 1, but never took them. So. Uh, they'll be kicking themselves. This is a game they should have won, given the position they were in. Yeah, it's not the second time this season that it's been two, cent- two centre backs for Corner that have scored. Pretty sure there was a game earlier in the season where like Fabro and Finlay both scored. Uh, no, I think this is Del Favreau's first goal. Um, it was his first goal, certainly. That might, uh, it was, I thought I'm pretty sure it was a game where I both probably said about sport. Maybe it's wrong. It may have been um, before Finlay got injured, I'm trying to think. I, I was thinking, I. Uh. I don't know which game, but I thought it was. I thought it was a game. I have to be pretty pleased under the start that they've had under Ross. You can't really complain Aye. too much. Ah, I mean, they picked up a decent result. They'll, they'll be kicking themselves for dropping these ones, but it's still a, another point. They're still sitting higher up the table than they were when they took over. 
Um, when they're up six, they're five Clara Livingston, so that's, that's a pretty good position to be in. But they'll be looking above them rather than below them, which a team of half size is probably the the position you should be in. Um, we'll come on to the city rivals later on. Um, but one of the teams that's above them, uh, Mullerwell, they get back to winning ways after losing the last couple of games. Uh, another thumping win over St Johnson. Yeah, it makes uh, that one even worse. I know. It's like, I mean, St Johnson, every time you think maybe they're starting to kickstart their, their season, this happens. They're just. It's relegation fodder, this at the moment. Um, they're sitting bottom uh, on goal difference. Uh, it's all very tight down the bottom, right enough, but I think St Johnson are definitely what like the. They would be my favourite for relegation at this point in thing. Um, yeah, that's even... assuming Hearts get the act together because I think Hearts Aye. are actually a little worse at the moment. But Hearts at least are in the process of changing their manager finally because yeah. they seem to have offered the job finally. I uh, see just on the point of St John's before going at Hearts. Mm-hmm. The, the worrying thing I think from their point of view is after the game, Tommy Wright getting interviewed and kind of almost said was implying that St John's played pretty well. Uh, they might no, have done, I like, losing 4-0 I, I mean, think when you start coming out with comments like that aye, maybe, losing the plot a bit losing yeah. that wee bit um, well, I'll give credit where it's due because I think Mullerwell played really well I think, um, was it Jermaine Hilton? he looked terrific he was involved in all sorts in this game um, created the opening goal across for uh, Cole um, he had his own chance he saved in the game um, and then what Hartley get the second goal for Polworth corner at Hilton had won the corner in the first place so he's looking like a really good signing um, and yes. he's not the only one at Mullerwell either because um, what um, Gallagher's obviously playing pretty well at the back and um, I think he called yeah, yeah Cole. well Cole had that miss a few weeks ago but um, <laughs> he's still quite a nice game uh, he's I, quite I, a few cause, uh, and that boy Menzinga as well came off the bench and scored yeah, I think Gallagher set up the third goal. Well, technically, it was a rebound the third goal, but it was Gallagher's head on the first place that Carroll scored. Um, aye, Mazinga, who sounds like the thing that Sheldon says in Big Bang Theory. <laughs> um, <laughs> that could be the podcast title. <laughs> yeah. uh, aye, that, that was a that was a, a good break up the park because that was a St John's attack that I started with. So yeah, everything. I was in goals that ridiculous. They've conceded 33. Um, now, I know seven of them will be opening the day of the season. Um, they've never really recovered from that. But that's another four goals they've lost in, in uh, this game. And, um, they've, they've scored 13. But I just didn't score any of this game. Um, it hasn't worked really so far. Uh, I, I did want to say that they look like the team that's the favourites for the allegation at the moment because I mean you, you look at the teams above and we mentioned earlier St Marin at least look like they're actually playing decent football and just aren't scoring you kind of wonder if they might start scoring St Johnson you don't even see the good football Hearts as I say look what they're changing the manager Hamilton are doing what Hamilton always do and picking up the odd point here and there um, Ross County alright they get beat by Celtic at the weekend but everybody gets beat by Celtic at the moment um, Again, they've got the worst form of the last five games recently, um, but they still, they've still got points to board, they still find some pick-up points against the teams around them. 
Livingston um, yes. is exactly a great run either at the moment, but again, you've seen them pack it up. So of the teams that are in the bottom half of the table, the St. is the one you worry about. Yeah, they're suffering from what I would call a Pampers situation. They work that one out. You're going to, need to tell me this one. <laughs> I should have thrown shit at the back. Alright, fair enough. Because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's often very little going forward, and doesn't seem obviously that many goals at the back as well. So. Aye. Um, and then you. Like I say the two of the teams above them we just mentioned there, obviously Hamilton, they had the goalless draw in the, the plastic derby. Um, that was despite um, Sam Stubbs doing his best to <laughs> win the game for Livingston. Not a great thing for a Hamilton defender. Um, Pittman had a chance. He maybe he should have scored after what Stubbs was... Had. Stubbs had, was a, a, caught a fresh air clearance, but he managed to fall over without touching the ball. <laughs> um, and uh, there was a handball claim as well in this game, which hit his belly, but Apparently the um, opening of weeks had suggested that it should have been a penalty. So look more closely next time. Um, but aye, it was, there wasn't much to talk about in this game. But again, it's a point for each of them. It's a point for Hamilton, which meant they're not sitting in that little group of three below them that have got 11 points. Typical Hamilton performance picking up on his way That's when you know they're safe. Aye. I no surprise there. See was that, the other two games on Sunday. I was going to say, is that all the Saturday games? Huh? We have to, we have talked about all the Saturday Aye. games. Back to Europe first of all. Yes, because Thursday night was another another great result for Scottish football. Another two great results for Scottish football. Sorry. Um, we seem to be getting. We seem to be saying this. Every time it comes round at the moment, um, I know it's well, well. The the current positions of the coefficients suggest that we're on the the magical fifteenth spot. So we'd get five teams in Europe and one of them one extra place. The extra place goes to the Champions League. So we'd have the Champions in the Champions League. We'd have the runners up in the Champions League and then three uh, teams in the Europa League, all qualifying, of course. Playoff as well. Aye, well, this is the thing. It's like uh, we're sitting fifteenth. Apparently, the team, the, the country that was thirteenth this year, their champions started at the playoff round. That's a hell of a big jump. Aye. If we could do that, that would be fantastic. Cause you're, like, you're looking at the moment, like Celtic, if the last two seasons we've had to try and play four qualifying rounds and we've fallen at the third qualifying round the last two seasons. If you can just skip that altogether and go straight to the playoff round. You're guaranteed group stage of some kind from the playoff round. Because if you lose your playoff, you're in the Europa League groups. Um, if you win your playoff, you're in the Champions League groups and you get your money. And the thumpings that you get off the big teams. Um, but we've said that, I don't know how many times we've actually said that, that sometimes we could really do with not being in the Champions League and dropping into Europa League to have a good run with the coefficient. And we've never quite done it. Um We've certainly done it this season. Um, so, I mean, may as well start with Celtic now, kind of leading on to that, because that's... We were already through to the, the last 32. Um, so, with that in mind, Neil Lennon got to make a few changes. Um, Edward was a doubt. Uh, still 
seems to be a doubt at the moment, unfortunately. Um, but instead of risking Griffiths, who is still coming back into fitness, he played Lewis Morgan up front, which um, I wasn't that impressed by, I must admit, when I read it. However, Lewis Morgan can open so feel credit to him. I'm not sure what else he did in this game other than not win a penalty, which he should have had when the keeper wiped him out. Um, but uh, he, he was in the score sheet, Ryan Christie got the second, um, and then uh, Michael Johnson came off the bench for the third. So the three goal scorers in this were all Scottish. Um, and it was a, and I know Ren made a few changes in this game as well, but, but looking at Celtic playing in Europe in the group stages, having made a few changes because they're already through and still won at a canter against the team that won the French Cup. So it's, it's not exactly been the easiest of group and somehow we're sitting with 13 points out of 15. Because um, we've beat Lazio home and away, we've beat Ren at home, we've got the 100% record at home because we beat Coase as well, so that's nine points out of nine that we'll do that. that. Um, we get that. The only points we've dropped was away to Ren and we probably could have won that game as well. Um so it's been because um, well that was all going on Coes were getting beat by Lazio which is exactly what Lazio had to do because they still stand a chance of going through with Celtic um, but that result meant Coes can't catch us so we've topped the group with a game to spare it's phenomenal it's been unheard of for the Scottish football um, I think only one other time has a Scottish team topped a group and it was Rangers before they changed the Europa League um, set up um, when you played like the four games and you played like two home games and two away games no this was the Europa League um, that, you're thinking back to the the early days of the Champions League aren't you aye. and they were second in that as well um, so I no, it was like 2006, 2007 or something like that I think um, the Rangers top their Europa League group I want to say it was that weird setup where you played, you played like it was a group of five and you played. Oh yeah, aye. Aberdeen did it as well. Did they get through um, the group stages that way? Um, aye. So, aye, it was a weird setup, but that was the only other time a Scottish team's won it. So it's the first time a Scottish team's won the more traditional four teams home and away setup. Um, so congratulations to Celtic. There is still a chance they will not be the only group toppers this year because. Currently, with one game to play, Rangers are top of their section. Um, they were almost through, um, but uh, unfortunately for Rangers, the, as they were playing in uh, Rotterdam, the I think it was Porto were a goal down to Young Boys, but came back to win two one. Um, so had Porto not won that game, Rangers were going to be through. Um, as it is, Rangers are um, top by a point, so. They go into the final game, which is at home against young boys, knowing um, that if they win, they top the group, definitely. If they draw, that would be enough to go through. Um, and they could also top the group if Porto don't beat Feyenoord. Um, and even if they lose to young boys, but Feyenoord beat Porto, because of the head-to-head between Rangers and Feyenoord, they'd finish level on points. So young boys would top the group, but Rangers would beat Feyenoord in the head-to-head, and Rangers would go through in second place. So... Rangers are in a terrific position at the moment. And it's all due to the fact that, despite the fact they went a goal down uh, in Rotterdam, uh, turns to get the opener, and then Feyenoord were all over them for a bit after that and probably should have scored more. Um, Morelos equalised and then put 
Rangers in front. So at one point they were 2-1 up in this game. Um, somewhere in between the two Morelos goals, were denied a penalty. I haven't seen the footage back, but everybody I've spoken to about it says it was point they were all over Morelos. It should have been a penalty. Um, but aye, they were 2-0. I don't know if it was that way looking at half, wasn't it? Aye, fair enough. So aye, they were 2-0 up. Um, unfortunately, uh, Sinestra equalised. Um, and the game finished to each. But like I say, it's, it gives Rangers the, the advantage in the head-to-head over the, this. So like I say, if Feyenoord win against Porto, then it doesn't matter what Rangers do at Ibrox next week. Next week. Next Thursday. Aye, next Thursday. Not this Thursday coming, the following Thursday. Um, so aye, if Feyenoord win that game against Porto, then Rangers are through regardless of what they do. But obviously Rangers will be hoping that they can win the game, as they have been doing. Um the Rangers are on some yeah, phenomenal run. Absolutely. I think somewhere there's a start that the Rangers have won every game at Ibrox since April, except one, which is obviously the, the defeat to Celtic. So yeah. it's something like 16, 17 games. That's what Manella is in the Europe up to 13 and 13. Yes, I am. That takes them ahead of Hedel Arsenal's record. Um, for set in 2002-03 for the number of goals scored by... Uh, a single player in a season for a Scottish team. Um, it should be pointed out that this just shows how different football is in Europe these days because um, Morelos has taken 13 games to score those 13 goals. Larson took 12 games to score 12 goals, so the ratio is the same. That was a full tournament. Um, aye, that was a full tournament. Larson missed three games on the road to Seville, um, scored twice in the final. Um, the only games he missed was the Suduva away game because we were 8-1 up for the first leg and didn't need to go. Uh, and he missed the Stuttgart doubleheader because um, Gus Bohoken had broken his cheekbone. <laughs> um, so aye, he played 12 games of a 15-game run in Europe for Celtic that season. Um, by the time Rangers have played 15 games in Europe, they'll be in the first leg of the of the uh, last 32. That was their 15th game. It's mental. That's so, like... How many could Morelos get by the end of this? Because he's definitely got he's definitely got one game, possibly three, possibly one. Aberdeen, Costa scored six goals in the qualifying rounds. Aye, it's crazy. I mean, Morelos got like four against the the Gibraltar team, but equally, Larson's twelve three of them were against Sudova. You got that thick in that eight one game. Um, but yeah, you you remember more the sort of like Morelos. Well, it's more impressive that Morelos has got two against Feyenoord than it is that he got three against. Um, the Gibraltar team whose name I can't remember right now um, it's equally more impressive that Larson scored twice in the final or scored against Liverpool or got both goals against Boa Vista you know the kind of later rounds um, than they did like got three goals against Sudova <laughs> yeah. he, he also got one against Baal incidentally in the, yeah. the, the Champions League qualifier that's where the, his first goal came and as well it's impressive well, just now it's not just his game playing him and his work rate the goals Disciplinary issues seem to have yeah. disappeared. He screwed the nut, and it's making a massive difference because it's much better to have a decent player on the park than it is to have a decent player suspended. He's so, like, suddenly, like, we, we, I joked about it last season that they were talking about getting like, 20 million for Morelos. Nobody's going to give you 20p for a guy you can't play. We can make it. But yeah, we just got, we had this podcast at a time where Barney was kind of talking about the money and saying, oh, I, I clubs don't get that, but now. Now, screwed the nut, he's proven it, he's proven it at every level. Um, I know he's still no scored against Celtic, but I'm pretty sure that's going to end pretty soon. 
maybe next week, maybe this weekend coming. I don't know. Hope not. Um, but it's it's going to come because he's playing against teams of decent calibre now and scoring against them. It's, he's not. I, I I used to pretend he was like the Colombian Chris Boyd, where he never scored against the rubbish. Um, but he's he's far beyond Chris Boyd at this point. I don't think Chris Boyd would have scored against the likes of Feyenoord and Porto. So I in all competitions this season. Aye, he's in some terrific form at the moment. Um, it's amazing, because he never even, like, see the, the, the first game of season against Celtic, he didn't even start, he was on the bench, because <laughs> he was detrusted. And yet he still managed to get 25 goals. No, I think not. Even the full line, he's obviously been having some injury issues. Aye, I would be astounded if he doesn't start the final, unless something happens against Aberdeen um, in midweek. I would be astounded if he doesn't. Um so yeah, um, as much as Rangers have got the um, the game at Ibrox to come next week uh, against Young Boys, Celtic still have to go to Cluj, um, and you'll get mixed uh, opinions about what Celtic should do in that game because some people want to toss the game to Cluj so that Lazio will get knocked out. Personally, I would rather not Cluj out of Europe for daring to knock us out of the Champions League in the first place. Um, I, I quite fancy going a group stage undefeated um, ideally we get 16 points at 18 because um, that would just be phenomenal um, but ultimately we have to think bigger picture because as much as I would quite like to beat Cluj and knock them out and get all the plaudits and stuff like that there's bigger games for us now um, that game means absolutely nothing to us, we've got a massive month in December um, we've got the usual 8 or 9 games to play Um We've got two games against Rangers, one in the uh, the Betfred League Cup final, um, one in the league at the end of the month. Um, but given how tight the league is at the moment, there's only a goal between us at the moment. So um, they're they're the, they're much bigger. We've got difficult fixtures coming up, um, and the kind of week, the weeks are still to go. Um, I know we're into December already, but um, oddly, like they showed the fixtures on. Sports scene last night, well, last night, on Sunday night, um, and let's see, I've got a game more to play than Rangers over the course of the month, that? so we must be playing our makeup game from, presume, the League Cup final, and Rangers aren't, um, and I'm pretty sure we're also playing the makeup game for the semi final, which obviously the Hibs St. Marin game in midweek was. Um, so yeah, we've got, the, we've, we've got, um, let's see, we've got Hamilton. Tomorrow night, as we're recording this, at home, that's one of those games where you do like to maybe rest a few players before the final, but actually you need to go out and try and do the goal difference. Uh, so Hamilton will try and make it as stuffy as possible, no doubt. Um, then get the, the final on Sunday against Rangers. Um, then it's away to Cluj, which is the meaningless game of the month now. Um, after that, home to Hibs, away to Hearts, home to Aberdeen. So that's a difficult run of fixtures. Because um, that's only space about a week. Um, they've then got a visit to Paisley um, on Boxing Day before the, the Rangers game on the 29th, which is at home. And then we get the winter break. So that's there's eight games between us recording tonight and the end of the month. There's oh, no break whatsoever. How many of it sets? Games. Yeah, the two Edinburgh teams away. Um, They've got Hamilton and Libby at home. Celtic yeah. game, obviously, Rangers. Yeah, whereas Rangers have got... Rangers tonight. Yeah. Um, Rangers seem to have a break 
around what just before Christmas. I'm trying to work out where the Rangers break is. <laughs> the point we've got Aberdeen tomorrow. Um, they've then got the Betfred final again. Then they've got young boys at home. That's a big game. Um, then in Mother, they're waiting Motherwell on the Sunday after that. Uh, and I think that's when the gap is. So they don't have a midweek game. That's why they can't fit the. Because they're playing Sunday and Friday, they can't fit a game into that space. Where that's where Celtic are playing their game because they're away at Hearts in the midweek. So that's where, that's where the extra game comes. Um, so aye, Rangers are at Hibs on that Friday night. They then host Kilmarnock on Boxing Day and then they're away at Celtic on the 29th. So it's an interesting on the fixture. So it'll be interesting to see how the league finishes at the end of the month. Because um, there's a lot of football to be played between now and then. And the goal difference is getting smaller as well. One goal separates them. Yeah, um, I both sitting on 37 points, both winning all their games. Um, 44 goals for Celtic, 8 against, as opposed to Rangers who got 43 and 8 against. So it's almost exactly the same. Um, and um, this weekend obviously played a big part in that because um, the lunchtime kick-off Celtic were up in Dingwall, playing North County. And Celtic just picked up with the left off, really. Um, before Celtic scored at all, Christy did the woodwork for a tight free kick. Um, then got a penalty for Watson taking it at Morgan. I don't think there's any doubt in that one. It's a good spot for the, the referee. Some might not see that, but as Morgan was getting on the ball, he, get, uh, he, he kind of played the ball and then got his heels taken it. So, yep, penalty. Don't doubt about that one. Um, but Christy unusually missed. Keeper saved it. Um, but he saved it in such a way that Christy was able to fire in the rebound. So, um, the penalty was, I think that's the first penalty that Christy's missed for Celtic. Was a casual penalty, wasn't it? It was a... Pretty poor one, to be honest. Um, it was far too. The keeper did well to get down to it, but I think he made it too easy for him. Um, but like I say, they palmed it out to him and Christy was able to fire in the rebound. Um, but then um, there was a pretty poor defending for Celtic uh, after that, which let Ross County equalise. Ross Stewart getting on the, the end of the header. Um, Sports team were claiming it was a free kick because Stewart had kind of pushed Rogic, um to make space for himself. Was technically he was correct. Um, Roger should be doing a lot better though. I don't think it was that much of a push. Um, but referee obviously never gave it. Um, so of the big decisions the referee had to make in this game, I think he probably I can understand why he didn't give that one. Um, but he, he got the other ones right, apparently. Um, and then um, it's just a four-one up. There was a, a, a Ross County goal that was chalked out, chalked off for offside. Um, now. Stuart wasn't Stuart's the one that scored it and he clearly wasn't offside. Um but Brian Graham was offside and the next thing he did as the ball was played through was pretty much cuddled Julian <laughs> to stop him from getting back uh, to cover it. Whether Julian would have got back or not, who knows? Um I'm not entirely convinced he was going to get back to stop Stuart scoring, but um we don't know because Graham was in the way and therefore interfering and therefore offside. So again I think the referee got that one absolutely spot on. Um, but yeah, in between that, um, a cracking pass for Ayer for Christie's second goal, Celtic's second goal in the game. Uh, and good finish. Hit it early enough, the keeper never really had a chance. Um, it was a McGregor. Post, a brilliant run. Uh, obviously kept himself well inside. And it's a cracking pass for Ayer. A triangle pass for anybody that used to play the 
Pro Evo on the PlayStation or something. Um, and then Rogic's uh, chance was deflected in. Third, uh, the build-up for this was terrific. Um, it was like just the, the, the quick passing within the box was just bamboozling Ross County's defence. Um, and then obviously Rogic finished it off. But um, for me, the, the, the pick of the goals was uh, the Mikey Johnson goal. Um, the lovely finish, lovely bit of footwork to get himself into the position to do it. Um, he's I mean, that's that's two goals he's got last week. So um, good to see him back. Uh, I know there was some question as to when he was getting back in the team, but obviously he was injured. So um, then he's back. He's making it count again, um, and it's certainly important um, ahead of. Um, a busy period, including the cup final. Um, the, the cup final especially. Um, like Elia Nussi's still injured. And, um, Edward and Bolingoli. Edward's a question. The, the, big, the big question for me is the left-back position. Like you mentioned Bolingoli. He might be okay for Sunday's game. Nobody seems to know. Um, but with him injured and he's injured, Greg Taylor's cup tied. Yeah. He played for Kamarnock, so he can't play for Celtic. Um, so that's that's probably the trickiest part and then if Edward's still injured do you continue with Morgan up front do you go with Christie up front maybe and bring uh, Johnson in to start do you play Griffiths is he fit enough, is he ready um, I haven't seen much of Griffiths um, and he's, he's kind of played like 10-15 minutes at most uh, coming off the bench, I don't know how fit he is he's looked lively enough in those 10-15 minutes but I think Edward will play on Sunday. I think so, um, but I don't know because I don't know how fit he might be. And there was some rumour about him getting a scan today. Get the squad for the game tomorrow? Um, I don't think so. I think that's too soon for him. I think Neil Lennon was saying that anyway. Um, Lennon says he's confident that Edward will be fit. Um, so he's not going to be playing um, against Hamilton. Um, Elio Nussi, he's... Obviously, Bio, who's long term injured, Ball and Golly, and Cham. Um, actually, this report says that all of them have trained on Tuesday. Um, so, of that list of people who missed the game, uh, only in Cham is expected to feature. So, if Ball and Golly's fit, that's great, that solves the left back problem immediately. Um, I think Edward's getting wrapped, got involved. Aye, I think so. Um, but what. what as I said earlier, I mean, you mentioned Edward um, as being one of the like, guys that's getting all our goals, but that's like, across the two games we played this week without him. That's seven goals we scored. That's where the problem's at the back because we conceded silly. Oh, no, um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, um, Chris is your top scorer now. Edwards next. Um, I think um, with another couple of guys like Elian Ussie's just outside the kind of the top ten or something. Um, a scorer. So we're certainly picking a goal. I mean, Morelos is obviously running away with goal scorer, uh, top goal scorer at the moment. Um, I think that might be that. That to me is maybe the the difference between Celtic and Rangers at the moment is although Edwards getting us important goals, we're getting them for elsewhere in the team. Rangers are certainly getting them elsewhere in the team, but you kind of feel like Morelos is kind of the main part of that. So it's... it's we both have the main yeah. striker, but I think their main striker is slightly more important to the goals than ours. Um, but yeah, we're certainly... Like, if they lost Morelos and we lost Edward, you would fancy us more. 
Well, especially with the four being missing recently. That's the weird part of it, because they've got a second choice. We technically have Griffiths, but he's not been fit. Um, and yet, I would still fancy Celtic to get more goals than Rangers if they both lost their star striker. We end up after this, it'll be a nil-nil board draw. Oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, but the thing is, well, from Celtic's point of view, will be if Ellen would say, yeah, and Edward, I don't know. Edward would be a day for that. Yeah. Aye, I th- I mean, if if is confident he'll be fit, that's sounding good, but we'll wait and see. Um let's say the certainly have... it would I would be I would feel better about it if I thought Griffiths was more match sharp and more match fit because you could see him coming in and being a thorn on the Rangers side as he has been in the past. Um it'll be interesting to see who we play tomorrow, whether he risks Griffiths. Because that might be one of the things you're thinking of is if he doesn't play if he doesn't play Griffiths against Hamilton, he's maybe keep, he's maybe a bit more doubtful about Edward for Sunday. If he does play Griffiths uh, against Hamilton, then he's probably trying to get him fit. So that it's it's a, a bit of a, a tight rope to walk with that one because we need him fit if he's going to be a replacement for Edward, but you don't want to risk him. <laughs> so. Um, that's what he gets paid for, as far as I'm concerned. That's the manager's uh, job. You can decide what you're doing. A few injuries, don't you know, I end up using all your clubs in the first half or something like that. They'll oh, go up. That's it. No, especially if you're talking about your left backs, maybe I've been a bit of a doubt as well. So, um, you could, you, you're right, you could end up using all three subs in the first half. And then, Rangers doubts wise, I think you've got to get Jones in the full. Jones has also been out for a while, but. Aye. I think will be in the bench tomorrow. Right, aye, because aye, Jones has been out since the last time um, they just faced Celtic because he wiped himself out um, to snap Boyer. Um, <laughs> got a fucking deserved on that one, to be honest. Uh, but aye, he's, he's, he's back fat. But I mean, um, as I said, the, the, it's not the Rangers aren't getting goals for elsewhere. They obviously get five against Hearts. Um, Morelos with the opener, but Kent and a tap in for the second. Um <laughs> Tavernier's Tavernier's cutback was knocked into his own net with Berra who's now on three own goals for the season um, to be fair when Ellis was getting it if uh, Berra didn't um, and then Stuart was he come off the bench got two um, the first one is ridiculous because Ojo just steals the ball uh, inside the Hearts penalty box uh, and then plays it to Stuart um, Hearts defending in this game was pretty poor Um the, the, the funny thing I thought in this game was the stats that said that um, there was only six efforts for Rangers on target, five of which went in, um, and Hearts only had one. So, <laughs> so what's Pereira doing for the last goal? I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know what Hearts are doing for most of this game. Um, but aye, that's, that's five goals in five weeks without a manager. Um, as I mentioned earlier, they have made an offer to Daniel Stendel, um, but there's all sorts of issues with compensation as to whether he's Burnley's uh, due that or not. Is it Burnley or is it Burnley? Yeah, Burnley. Yeah, I don't know whether it's one of those we are buying. Maybe it was a due compensation if it's another team in England, maybe. Well, no, I mean, Burnley have contacted Hearts to try and get compensation. It's because they've only stuck him in gardening leave. They haven't actually fired him and they're looking for compensation. You shouldn't be allowed compensation if you're sticking him in gardening leave. That's ridiculous. Well, I've got a mate that's a Burnley fan. 
I was hoping to get a wee bit of information from him, but I got information earlier on from him evaluating generally where I seen he'd gone. Certainly he had a kind of good all that the fans were all wanting him to go. All that he was at Hanover. Yeah. And it was the season relegated a couple of times. He got relegated last season, but then two seasons before that relegated the manager played. Whether they get if he get he went before they get relegated or after. I, I, I don't know much about him to be honest. Um, Aye, his record sounds all right. It's as good one season and then bad the next. That's the way it looks to me. Um, so, Hearts at the moment need somebody that's going to turn around quick because when I was talking about St Johnson earlier, Hearts is the other team in the league that look like they're relegation bound with the way they're playing at the moment. Um, but they are the one that could change very quickly depending on how the new manager does. Um, but they shouldn't have been taking five weeks to get this done. Yeah, we the argument's been as well, maybe they can sort of on because they want to make sure that he pass it, but there's no certainties. Obviously, you're going to go by interviews. Obviously, they've interviewed so far, so the talkers, they've interviewed McCall, they've interviewed Gallagher, they've interviewed Dan, someone else. Obviously, none of them have been guessing enough to get waiting for Stan to turn. Yeah, the big last week we were on the Favourite. Yeah. Right, it's a week later and there's still no point. Probably drag it out because of that. Whether he's maybe not totally convinced he wants to go up here, I don't know. Whether he may be a fancy on a job in England. Possibly, but then if, if Hearts have only just offered him a job now, um, it sounds to me like it's Hearts that are the ones that are messing about. So. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe he'll take another six weeks to decide, and then they'll be in the winter break before they even do anything. Who knows? Aye. Oh dear. Um, right, let's just move on to talking about the war league. <laughs> um, I mentioned earlier Thistle had that one-one draw um, in midweek because that was the highlight of the week because they went to Dunfermline and got absolutely pumped. Um, they were down to 10 men after about two minutes and it was just like I was listening to open all mics on Saturday and Chick Young was just getting overly excited about the fact that Dunfermline kept scoring um, it finished 5-1 in the end could have been more by the sounds of it um, but it is not going well for Ian McCall there whatsoever ah ha ha I don't like it he was at that is that a strength here? yeah yeah understand the the allure of going back to party Thistle but they do say maybe a a perfect example of such where he was I don't know if it's an attraction like you said a a lot of attraction places as well I think his son's a party Thistle fan he wanted to be there as well and all that Ah, it was an emotional pull Um, just, I was worth noting that uh, there's a game going on at the moment in the Championship and Dunfermline are beating Air United 1 0. So, um, what is that going any better for Air United than it was for this one? Um, but that's interesting because if that stays that way and we're in the last couple of minutes, Dunfermline will move into the, the playoff spot. So, if it'll be decent run of form lately. Like four wins up before wins at the last six. Very tight there though. Like you're cutting Fairland and D are both to the south. Three points separate the four of them. 
Aye, it's kind of bunching together again, which is interesting. So, aye, uh, that'd be a good result for them if it stays that way. Um, elsewhere on Saturday in the Championship, Inverness won 2 0 away to Alwa, uh, and Queen of the South beat Dundee in Dens Park 2 1. Um, a bit of surprise after Queen of the South getting knocked out of the cup by Queen's Park. Aye, aye, bit of a, bit of a comeback there. Um, I'm sure I heard Stephen Dolby had scored at the weekend, that probably made a big difference. Uh, but aye, you were saying they were bunching together, right? You've got as it stands, Dunfermline are on 22 points, Dundee 21, Arbroath 20, Queen of 19. So it's three points separating those four teams. Um, and even just ahead of them, Mary United with 24. So aye, um, nicely, nicely bunched together. And let's say Inverness um, 26 as well. So although Dundee United look like they're running away with the, the division at the moment, uh, there's certainly a, a lot of interest behind them. Uh, then League One, um, Airdrie uh, beat East Fife 4 0. Doesn't seem that long ago East Fife were the, the only team that hadn't lost the game. Um, that's their, their second defeat now. Uh, bit of a thumping off the league leaders there. Cherry's been well and truly popped. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> for us. You making that quite a new girl like a schoolgirl. Uh, Aye. So uh, I, I say schoolgirl. Aye, I know. Uh, we've one. Um, <laughs> keeping pace with Airdrie at the top of League One, uh, Raith Rovers beat Montrose 1 0, and Falkirk beat Stranraer uh, 3 0, so they're uh, 29, 28, and 26. Airdrie are top of the league, guys. How did that happen? They kind of sneaked up there. We've had five wins at the last five, that's right. Uh, so, fifth point of them for that. Um, at the other end, Obviously, Stranraer lost to Falkirk, because that's at the bottom. Um, Forfar did beat Peterhead, so they've moved at least a few points clear of Stranraer now. Um, still sitting second bottom, though. But close, much closer to the Peterhead, the team they beat. Um, and then Clyde were uh, 2-1 defeat to Dumbarton. So Dumbarton are trying to catch up with the guys above them uh, to push for that playoff spot. And then link to seeing the result of the weekend. Yes. Yeah, this is the one I was looking forward to get into. Six. Six one. They beat Cove Rangers of all teams. And yet, despite that thumping defeat, it made no difference whatsoever because Edinburgh City also lost. They lost 2-1 to Queen's Park. So at the top of League Two, it's as you were. Cove Rangers 34, Edinburgh City 29. Um Aye, uh, I don't think Cowden Beast played this weekend, did they? Uh, no, no. So, uh, they're still sitting on 25. So, they've got a game in hand. They could be a point behind Edinburgh City if they beat Albion Rovers in that game in hand. Um, but aye, that's an athletic and other team in the, the playoff spot there. Uh, Elgin City uh, lost 2-1 to Sterling Albion, um, but they look like they're um, going to beat Stenhouse Muir tonight, 2-1. Um, uh, second minute. Yes, aye, so that moved them back up again. Uh, and then there was, I think, uh, no, and Stennis Muir beat Breaking City 2 1. Um, so Breaking City looking very dodgy at the bottom of this division now. Uh, triple delegation. Aye, could well be. When they're heading, turn it around soon if they don't. Uh, and that's 
Pretty much, yeah. Um, the only other thing to mention then would be the third round replay. Uh, Broader Rangers for hosting Morton. Morton have won that 3-1. So uh, they're straight to the fourth round. Fourth round? See, after me saying fourth my words, let me never get back to me. He's just messing me there. <laughs> I said that Stendhal, fans would love him. Uh, style of play, very much high press. Yeah. So, um, if Stendhal is in place, and I, I somehow doubt Stendhal will be in place for it, but um, if they do get him signed up, then it'll be unveiling at Tynecastle tomorrow, you would imagine, because Hearts are hosting Livingston, um, on top of Game of the Day, Aberdeen Rangers, um, and Celtic hosting Hamilton that we mentioned earlier. Other games tomorrow night, Kilmarnock hosting St. Johnson, Ross County hosting Hibernian, and St. Martin hosting Bullough. And then come the weekend, we have four games. We've got Hamilton hosting St Mirren. Not been an interesting game for the bottom. St Mirren are going to start picking up wins. There's your first place you need to try and win. Uh, Hibs hosting Aberdeen. Wavison hosts Kilmarnock. And Mullerwell hosts Hearts. And then, of course, we've got the League Cup final on Sunday, which you mentioned earlier. Did I read right as a six-hour build-up? Something along those lines, yeah. The BT Sports seem to be going all in in the... I think this is their last season for the, the League Cup before they lose it to whoever it is that's got it next season. Premier Sports, I think. I know they've got Scottish Cup. Because uh, they picked the, the Celtic game and the Rangers game boringly for the fourth round of the Scottish Cup. Unfortunately, uh, BBC just decided they were going to take the two Dundee games, which aye. absolutely the right decision because they were probably the best games to pick from. To, to watch. Saturday night kick-off though at 20 past seven. <sighs> What's up? <laughs> I was quite surprised at that. Uh, they, they, we had, we six, was it 6 o'clock we had last season? Was that last season or season before? Can't remember. It should be Saturday night, 6 o'clock kick-off. The Friday night slot's good, um, so they gave it to Rangers. Who's Brighton teams that pick up a home game against Sanana? Who's watching that? If you're a Rangers fan, you're going to the game. Well, aye, but I suppose... Yeah, we would say that it's our own to do, however, from a business point of view for Premier Sports, the likelihood is they will make more points than Celtic fans from having a bigger support. Don't agree with it, but that's how I'm never convinced by showing the home games. The away games I can understand because there's limited tickets, so lots of Celtic and Rangers fans who want to watch the game will watch it and pay for it to watch it. When it's a home game, most of them go. Actually, it might be negative for Rangers because although they'll get the TV money, they might lose out and gate because people might just go, ah, it's a Friday night, I'll watch it in a pub. So you might find there's less of an attendance at the Ibrox than would otherwise have been had it not been in telly. I bet you get the TV money. Does that make up for it? I don't know. I don't know the numbers. Find you. Aye. Um, so aye, um, that's pretty much covered everything. Um, game of the weekend um, might well be away from the League Cup final, obviously. Um, Edinburgh City, Cove Rangers in League 2. Top two are yes. facing each other. Both looking to bounce back after defeats. Can we think any pick out moments from any of the games that we've seen? Um, I, well, I mentioned it earlier, Naismith's goal for Hibs, I thought it was a cracker. Yes. For that angle. So he'd be my choice. I would go with that too. That's not because I've not seen any lower league goals. 
I, I, I do genuinely think it was a really good finish. So, oh, no, um, no, I do. I of all the goals I've seen, they've been the one I'd pick. I do. I, I, I mean, my bias would say Mikey Johnson against Ross County. Um, but I think the the Smith goal is a better goal. So, I'll give it. I'm all talked to it. I don't know about you. <laughs> I know. I so last time that's week we know who's won the first big trophy of the season. Yep, it'll either be Celtic winning their tenth domestic trophy in a row, or it'll be Rangers winning their first league cup. Controversial. <laughs> that really? hope should probably uh, leave an uh, yes. It is worth pointing out that the last team to beat Celtic in a cup competition domestically was, of course, Rangers in the, the Scottish Cup semi-final on penalties. Oh, that, one thing I did want to mention, uh, did you see John's tweet that we'd shot players? Yeah, full time. So, um, I think I got my joke. What joke? Uh, different on the, the podcast account, but if you put any free agent, CB or RB, thought we had DM, so I replied, you're not happy with your defensive midfielder. Someone got ah, yes. it, mm-hmm. uh, but he was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, players are should be, be disappointed enough. They were, they were struggling numbers wise, and I think they said already, obviously, early in the season, and you're easy to make the worst. Aye, well, it's difficult for them because they need to play that cup game that they get. The Foxes, apparently, ruined. Um, well, that time it was Frost. Yes. Aye, I mean, that, that seems a bit more likely, given the cold it's been recently. It's certainly more likely than oh, the Oh, aye, I mean, that, there was another game, I think it was a minus five up there, so I think. Aye. Aye. Yeah, the junior cup, the rule was that. <laughs> if it keeps on getting uh, spawned, then it's got to be the following Saturday. So, this time of year, the weather, they end up eventually right till January. <laughs> I hope that's not the case, but I've seen it happen. I have seen sometimes they just a game get postponed now for five weeks, and then you don't know how far it has to go before the, the tie gets reversed. Aye, it's just it's not exactly the best time of year for it either because it's not as if it gets any better the weather. <laughs> it's just going to get yeah, colder. Aye, I hope they beat the Chiefs. Aye, that's probably us then for the night. Aye, I think so. Yep. Alright, thanks everybody for listening. Cheers. Cheers.